John Boyega has Star Wars thoughts. We know less and less about the Lando series. And I have a surprise game for David. All that and more after the jump. I am a Jedi. Like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels, and welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star. I am not your rogue leader, Thomas Carter Rochester. I'm your master of chaos, pod racing enthusiast, and king of the Hoth, the Klein Felt. We are missing a couple people today, so it is just me and one other person. It is the hater of animation, master of economics, David, the box office Thompson. David, how are you? How are things? And how is life going? I'm doing good. Barbenheimer weekend is upon us. The box office. I am literally on fire right now. Someone blow me out with a fire extinguisher. It is amazing to see the numbers already filing in for both these films. I already saw Barbie. I'm excited to see Oppenheimer this weekend. And yeah, this is a great, great time for cinema, for the theaters. And as an enthusiast of this, I just love seeing it. Going out to see Barbie yesterday all the girls in pink, including my wife, Jasmine. It was such a fun time. And I hope I see some people. I don't know how you dress up for Oppenheimer, <laughs> but I hope I see it tomorrow because it was More really time, cool like, seeing brown Barbie. fatigues and like nice yeah. fedoras. <laughs> right. Suits, <laughs> hats. Jackets. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so you've seen you've seen Barbie. You've checked off one um, one yes. off the list off the old bingo card. You're seeing Oppenheimer, I guess, tomorrow. So at the time recording Saturday, you didn't do the full double feature thing it's crazy to be watching no. this i mean this is has nothing to do with star wars this is a star wars podcast also jack and thomas not here it is just the two of us we're here we're gonna have some fun but it's just wild to be here and be looking at just like my social circles and usually there isn't a ton of crossover with what i do each and every day covering stuff at the direct.com doing movie mm -hmm. writing about whatever what have you but I'm on Instagram stories last night, and I swear, every third person is, like, headed to Barbie, headed to Oppenheimer. Yeah. And it's like, you guys do not – maybe you go see movies. I don't know if you do. But you guys do not promote that you're going and seeing movies in the same way that I do. Like, in the same way that this content creator mentality or whatever. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's exciting. I am – going to be i don't know what the number is going to be when the weekend is all said and done but no matter what it is especially on the barbie side i think it's going to be shocking to me because yeah. it's just it's crazy it is it has both these films have really really i think expanded in virality over the last couple of months especially on the barbie side of things yes. and it is it's crazy it's becoming a moment like it's this is wild and it was a joke for so long but it's actually happening and both of them are good which is yeah also wild yeah absolutely and i think barbie's definitely good i saw that one can't speak for oppenheimer yet but everything there sounds like it's a three-hour movie that is a dense nolan film about this devastating very thing <laughs> yeah critical part of history um but everyone says it's phenomenal um when you go and see it so i can't wait for that um, and yeah, just speaking of that, it's really interesting. And I'll swing it into Star Wars a little bit here. I think it's really cool that both these films, in many ways, look, Barbie is based on a doll. Oppenheimer is, I mean, it's a, it's a biopic, sort of, if you want to be super general about it. But they're both very original. Like, just speaking on behalf of Barbie, such an original movie. 
you know, the people, people are going to see because it, it is Barbie. Yes, right. There is that connection. Like people went and saw Mario because it was Mario. And there's something to it, though, like with the creators, with the cast, with the story itself. Both of these films feel very original and very unique. And that's why partially they're able to open on the same weekend. You know, they're not really competing with each other. Actually, I think it's drawing more people to uh, overlap and do the whole Barbenheimer thing, right? Because it's trendy, because it's viral, because it's cool. Nothing that Star Wars is when it comes to the movies right now, right? Like Star Wars to me, even with these three movies coming up, and I know we're not really talking about them today, eh, sort of, Um, but... You don't know what my game is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) I I don't know what the game is. Um, But, you know, uh, coming up with these three other movies, I feel like that is really such a... None of them, I mean, they're not necessarily safe, but like the Mando one is, that's such a safe bet. Ray coming back, okay. Uh, the first Jedi looks cool, and that could be the one that, to me, has the most potential to be something original. But originality is something we're missing, I would say, in a galaxy far, far away. And we're seeing it on the big screen right now. We're seeing people want to want to support something that is different and new and fresh. And, you know, we talked about it last time. Some of these great pieces of IP and content, nerdy stuff that we love, isn't that right now in many, many ways because we're seeing it over and over and over again. So it's moments like this that really stick out. And I think studios should learn from moments like this. Yeah, it's worth celebrating. But you're not here to listen to us talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer. This is a Star Wars show. So we are going to talk about Star Wars on today's show. Going to dive into the latest news in all the galaxy and Rebel in the Rebel Report. And we're going to play, as I've been teasing, a super, se- a super secret game. I'll give you the title. I'll give you your first hint. This or that. Or Sith or oh. that. This or that. We'll get into it in a little bit. But before all that, I wanted to check in. We've checked in to see how you're doing. I want to ask you. I've seen this going around online over the last little while. A nice little icebreaker to ease us into things today, David. Okay. This has been going around. A bit of a viral question uh, I've seen on a few podcasts, on social media and stuff like that. So come with me on this walk. Picture this, David. You're sitting on a plane. Something okay. has gone wrong. The oh. pilot out. Pilot gone. They go, David Thompson, they point at you. You need to go up to that front, the front of the plane. Everyone's the people on the headset and everything. They're going to walk you through it, but you've got to bring us in. Okay. Land it. Could you do it? I think so. My brother's a pilot. I like the confidence. That was quick. That was, I really like the confidence. Well, because, so my brother is, is a commercial pilot and I have flown with him before. And I feel like there would be some sort of like, innate dna thing that could take over that just kicks in (laughs) just something i could i could like it'd be like it'd be like luke and leia in empire strikes back like calling out to my brother like please tell me what to do guide my hands um i think i'd be able to do it i think because you said it's not that hard look i say that it's not that hard (laughs) my brother makes it seem like it's like it's not that bad just just to land the plane i mean you have to understand where they are look at the instruments and then ease it on down the runway. Like if they are instructing you and I have like a general idea, like there's some sort of like, not like a map, whatever, however it works. I mean, you have like your iPad and stuff out. I don't know. I think I could do it. I think it may not be the smoothest thing. It may kind of like land on the wing a little bit, but I think we would land the plane and no one would die. I'd like to think at least. I appreciate the confidence. I don't think I could 
I'm just, I, I'm a ball it. of anxiety all the time. I don't fly well at all. I don't fly very often. So it just, that freaks right. me out just sitting in the back of the plane. I don't think I could, I don't think I could do it, but you know, <laughs> it's good to know that if David Thompson's ever on my flight, we would get home safely. <laughs> yeah. I'd like, I'd like to think so. I mean, I would be definitely nervous, but I, I would, I think just because it's funny, it's funny. That's the question because of, you know, my older brother who who does this for a living and he talks about it so like it's a really important job, obviously, you know, flying people around, but he he makes it out like it's so casual and easy, you know, kind of Just like a flying bus driver in the sky. Genu- genuinely, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, once you're up and once you're going, it's fine. And it's like taking off and landing is kind of the hardest part. And there's certain things you have to know. Like he kind of he's almost like humble about it. Like this, he has to know all this shit about flying and all these instruments. So it's much more complicated. But I guess because the way he portrays it to me makes me probably more confident than I should be about that question. Awesome. I love it so much. Let's Funny. get into the news for this week with our Rebel Report. Not super busy week in the world of Star Wars. I guess that happens when both the writers and the actors are on strike and nothing can really move forward. Um, yeah. But there are still a few headlines that we can kind of dig into a little bit here. First, coming all of this coming from the direct.com, by the way, John Boyega has changed his tune on a Star Wars return. In a recent interview with Tech Radar, Star Wars actor John Boyega expressed that he would ultimately make a return to the Star Wars universe sometime in the future under the right conditions. The actor came right out and said he would, quote, be open to reprising his role as Finn, especially if the, quote, characters and scripts are enjoyable. The actor even mentioned his past comments about what he had to do or what he had to deal with both on and off the sequel trilogy trilogy sets and claimed that they are now in the past. He said, quote, that those comments that was or that those yeah comments were a few years ago. So they were subject Oh my gosh, John, what are you talking about? So they were the subject of that particular <laughs> project, but I'm open to all characters and scripts that are enjoyable, have a great yeah. cast attached and a ter- terrific director. So yeah, I'm open to all opportunities. Want to ask you, David, do you think he's serious? Do you think he, I mean, this is very open. He's not necessarily saying, yes, Star Wars, I will come back to Star Wars. He's saying he is open to all opportunities that have a good script, whether that be Star Wars or not. Do you think right. it happens? Do you think this is setting up for John Boyega to join the Star Wars universe? I will put a cap on it. Do you think in the next 10 years we see John Boyega's Finn back on screen with him in the role? Yeah, I do. I, I think he'll be back in that Ray Skywalker movie. Um, and I don't think wow, that's it. that would make sense to me, at least. And I think that's where the timing of this comment comes from as well. Like, of course, he's changing his tune because, well, he's gotten certain projects outside of Star Wars, but... Not sure the uh, those paychecks are hitting quite like they did when he hey, was. Hey, they Finn. clone Tyrone comes out on Netflix today and it's getting rave reviews. Well, that's good, and I'm glad you know Netflix pays up front, so that's good for John Boyega. But um, I do still feel like that that sequel trilogy money um, was was different, and I'm sure he'd like to get back into that. I think um, I, for John Boyega, look, I don't know with him. Um, I feel like the sequel trilogy, anything Star Wars related can be, get very toxic very quickly on a lot of levels. It seems like from the organization, the studio, um, and then mainly at the, I'd say from the fans, from the viewers and people have crazy opinions, especially about Star Wars, you know? Um, so I hope he comes back. I think Finn is a likable, lovable character that I would love to see back. And he was fantastic in the role. And if we're going to get, 
Daisy Ridley back as Ray. I want to see Finn. You know, I, I want to see Boyega back as Finn. I want to see them continue their story and grow together and, you know, be a little older this time, especially because there is supposed to be, I think, a time gap um, of some kind. I don't know if there's been, been much details about that movie, but there is generally trying to, nine years. Something like that, something right? Like, I, it's yeah, I'm trying to when they announced it, there was definitely it's more than like two or three. It's definitely like getting up. Yeah. Close to ten. But, you know, different regime in a sense, not in the sense of Kathleen Kennedy, but a different goal at the end. Right. This is not the sequel trilogy. This is a new movie. Their new plan is to kind of go one by one. Right. They're these three separate entity films releasing. We'll see how it goes and then maybe play on to a sequel if it performs well. So even if it's not in as starring of a role as we saw in the sequel trilogy, I think he comes back for that. And I, I think if they call him based on this quote, I think he would be like, sure. You know, I think he'd be like, okay, what are, I want to know X, Y, and Z, but if all of that works, I mean, come to an agreement and it, it, I think it's, you know, a good thing for my character, then yes, I'll come back. And I think if, I think Ray coming back officially, Daisy Ridley coming back opens up a lot of sequel characters coming back in that movie. Yeah, I, I, I think that I agree with you. Maybe six months ago, I wouldn't. To me, John Boyega is the biggest wild card of that kind of sequel trilogy trifecta of Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac, and John Boyega. I feel like Daisy Ridley, she's turned around. She is coming back for sure. Oscar Isaac, I feel like if you called him any day, he would just, yeah, sure, why not? Like he just Yeah, seems, he does everything, like man. He, he seems like he had a lot of fun doing that, uh, doing those movies, and doesn't really have a lot of negative things to say about them. John Boyega, on the other hand, I can see a world in which he never touches anything franchise entertainment ever again. Like, just it soured him so much. But I can also see a world that you're kind of pitching where he does come back. I think that it's interesting because his biggest critiques have been about uh, Finn's character arc and that he kind of got kind of pushed to the side. Uh, Another set of quotes from this interview was him talking about how Last Jedi is his least favorite because Finn gets pushed to the side so much. So, like, that might be a case for him coming back. Like, that might be a point in favor of him coming back because they can go to him and say, hey, like, you know, you weren't a fan of where it went. Let's fix that. Like, let's let's give him that arc. Let's get him onto that track that you kind of had envisioned or wanted to see from the very beginning. So yeah. I don't know, but I'm feeling more and more like it could happen. Right, right. I I hope so. I hope he comes back at the end of the day. Um, I, I don't I don't want him to be done forever, especially after what for me was kind of a hopeful direction for his character in Rise of Skywalker. Um, I want to see that continue and see him maybe be a Jedi. On to the next story, we have a list of three Star Wars shows that you need to watch before Ahsoka. Uh, these are the shows to watch before Ahsoka. Speaking with Cinema Blend, Ahsoka Tana voice actress Ashley Eckstein shared her thoughts on what fans should watch before the upcoming Ahsoka Disney Plus series. This is specifically for you, David Thompson. Eckstein noted that fans will, quote, miss out on crucial, crucial backstory, end quote, without watching these series before Rosario Dawson comes back into the story as Ahsoka Tano. She says, I highly recommend that you take the time to watch these series, because if you don't, you're going to miss out on crucial backstory that you really need to know fully to enjoy the Ahsoka series, which is so exciting. The three series were The Mandalorian, Rebels, and Star Wars The Clone Wars. David, I know that you've seen Clone Wars. I know you've seen The Mandalorian. Rebels, I don't know. So I want to ask, where are you on your Ahsoka prep journey? How are you feeling now? Three we- a month, a month from today, no, the twenty third. So almost yeah, close. a month from today, we're getting there. 
How's the journey coming? Yeah, I haven't been uh, actively on a journey, I would say, with Ahsoka, besides writing articles for the direct.com. Um, I need to start my journey with Rebels. I was saving it just for August. That was kind of back in my head when uh, I agreed like I would watch it before Ahsoka. Because it feels, and even just writing about it, it just really feels like necessary reading, like you just pointed out. I mean, I get it with Clone Wars, and even then, as someone who's seen that and Mando, Rebels seems like the most important. And I haven't even seen Rebels, but it just, based on what I've written, what I've read, it just seems like it is probably the most important show or series to know before getting into Ahsoka in order to just enjoy it the most. You know, beyond knowing everything, there's kind of a fine line between that, right? Oh, do I have to do do my homework to know what's happening? Maybe not, but you'll get so much more out of it, most likely, if you do, which I understand. And yes, hater of animation, I will probably get fully caught up. Um, maybe not on Visions and Bad Batch <laughs> as well, and and whatever other animation stuffs out there. There's that some weird good in Bad Batch. What's there's that some, weird? Uh, some good things. What was that weird oh. sequel? Um, oh, Star Thomas... Wars Resistance. Yeah, I think Thomas yeah. watched that. That's um, yeah, I'm like, not. Oh, it was good. I will. I won't do that. I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, Rebels. I, I'm gonna give it a try here shortly. But no, in terms of my journey so far, it hasn't begun. But give it the next four weeks and especially like in two weeks, three weeks, really building up to it. I'll be trying to get caught up. Yeah. Once we get kind of through like a secret evasion is going to be done. And then it's, it's just been so busy. Everything's been going on basically since the first week of May, essentially just been boom, 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 thing after thing after thing. And we're going to kind of start to get into a bit of a lull. So you, you do have time. You will be able to do it. I'm excited to hear what you think. It's funny that you say like, Oh, the Mandalorian stuff and the Clone Wars stuff, and, and you see Rebels as kind of the most important. I think it is, and it def like it definitely is, especially looking at what Ahsoka is going to be. Like it is straight up Rebels season five, but it's not because of the Ahsoka stuff that I think it's so important. It's because like literally half the cast of the Ahso- like just called us the Ahsoka series Rebels because it's right. It- Ahsoka obviously exactly. will be there, and Ahsoka plays a key part in Rebels, but is not like in every episode. She's not mm-hmm. a huge focus like she is in the Clone Wars or or some of the Mandalorians. So it is interesting right. that you kind of think that. I'm excited to hear what you think as you go through Rebels. Um, oh, just yeah. get through the first season. I I know Jack and Thomas will be like Lethal's great. Like first season's <laughs> awesome. Just get through the first season. The first season is the most Disney XD of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i'm worried about for sure for sure yeah i am uh i am currently in the middle of watching avatar the last airbender and Ooh. hitting some of those moments as well where it's like some a lot of this is really good but a lot of this is like yes this is this is very much a nickelodeon show <laughs> yeah i hear you now the last story of the week is disney plus's lando series still happening uh star wars writer justin simeon has given an update this was an exclusive over at the direct.com in an exclusive interview interview with the direct.com haunted mansion director and lando writer justin simeon commented on his involvement with lucasfilm's upcoming star wars disney plus series starring donald glover when the direct mentioned the brief update about the series during during disney's investor day in 2020 simeon admitted that he quote has not received an update since that update. 
He did go on to share some happy thoughts on the matter, however. Simeon noted how he feels like everybody loves the work they've done for the show back when progress was moving forward, and that the filmmaker, quote, certainly poured his heart into the Star Wars spinoff. He says, I certainly poured my heart and spent a lot of time working with them to put together a really great show. It feels like everybody loves it. And, you know, I was told we had to put put a pause on it because of scheduling and the next update i got was in 2020 some years ago so i don't know i have no idea what's going on with it david is this show happening are we like it it just kind of seems like it's out in the ether and just sitting there it is not it hasn't been canceled it's not an active development at all it's just kind of on ice do you think the show still happens what do you think about his comments here go right ahead choose either or i would go with no that it does not come out um reasons being i don't feel much of a pressure towards it a push towards it even on the lucas side or lucasfilm side of things where you know sometimes they're really passionate about getting a certain project or series out and the, the then the talent's excited but just is donald glover interested i don't know you know donald glover could be doing Really, whatever he wants. He could be in the MCU in a couple years for all we know, possibly. I hope so. Um, and I don't know if he really wants to do it. I think it'd be cool. Lando is a, the best part of Solo, I would say, just casually speaking. I feel like his performance, Song Glover as Lando, was probably the highlight of that film and a series made a lot of sense to do. Um, but will it happen? Right now, I would say probably not. And I would get excited if it were to happen, but they're not really exploring that section of the Star Wars timeline and these projects much either, uh, which I think is part of it. And I think maybe when they initially announced it, they their plans were to explore more of that area, but they're not currently. I mean, I, I guess that kind of overflows with Andor, but not I don't, I, not really, in, in, at least in my head. I, I want it to happen so badly, but I'm with you. I just, I don't think it does. It's, there's so many moving pieces and as you said like donald glover can do anything right now he's he's a musician he's a great actor he's a great writer he's a great director like he has done just about everything um in hollywood uh i know he's just finished up atlanta which was beloved like people really like that show so he is gonna have a lot more time to do more things and i don't know if he's 100 percent closed off to the idea of doing more lando i just it feels like the time is gone and that sucks because a Lando series, a stylish, fun, like yeah. crime buddy cop almost feeling Lando series would be awesome. Would be great. Yes. Like give me that Lord of Miller vibe that was of going to be in the original solo film. You don't even need to bring Lord of Miller Miller and you could Peyton Reed, I'm sure would do a great job with something like that. Bring him in. Do have some fun, Donald Glover, do a season, see how it works out. But I don't think it happens, which does, I don't know, it, it sucks. Uh, because <laughs> this is this is one of those things that give me more Donald Glover in anything. I, I'll be there. Yeah, I he's great. Um, and like I said, he's he was a great addition to solo. Um, and it's like you just said, like I would I would totally be there if this was going to happen, but the question being, is it going to? I just like the quote says, it just seems like, I don't know, you know, and, and Star Wars more than many other, I would say studios in this sense is kind of like this right now where we don't know what's going on. <laughs> There's no real like clear direction. There's just besides, I guess the Mandoverse, that's the only thing where it's like, 
there is a clear vision story they're telling with you know Dave Filoni. Other than that, just kind of doing whatever they want, which is fine. I think we're getting some wonderful stories and some stuff that's not so good, but I can't complain about us getting Andor um, for sure. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if there is an update from this anytime soon. Probably won't be, um, but we've seen this with Star Wars lately. I'm looking at Rogue, Rogue Squadron. They had a whole presentation about that. We had Patty Jenkins going on and on. Nothing, you know, <laughs> it ain't happening. So you can't really count on any of these Star Wars things unless they're properly in production, including I would like to shout out to the listeners, including any of those three announced movies, yeah. especially in those new dates. Don't count on any of that. I know it's it, Hollywood as a whole right now is so much in question. And when you had a thing like Star Wars that was in such a shaky place before all of the like labor disputes started popping up those the the two strikes right now the longer longer they go on the more worried you should be about these star wars movies because it it can take a snap everyone can be gung-ho and excited and daisy ridley's up on stage screaming and excited and the crowd is also just like there with her and just a couple months later whatever it can it can all be gone. Like people sour on these things so quickly. You need to strike while the iron is hot. And right now the iron's just sitting there doing nothing because yeah. it can't. You <laughs> right, can't push right. it up the hill. And it's it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, we talk about it every week, it seems the movies and the future of the franchise and whatever, but like Star Wars as a whole, except for these three movies, just kind of like it feels like it's finishing things it already had going, and I don't know yeah. what to be excited about after that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> okay, so that is the Rebel Report. But at the end of the Rebel Report every week, Jack would be remiss if we did not mention. Guys, remember, it is important to please cite your sources wherever you're doing anything with... I don't... What does he usually say? I don't know how he does this. Uh, do I, I actually know. listen to the show I'm on? Um, <laughs> if you want all the latest in the Star Wars universe, please be sure to check out the direct.com. That's where all of these stories came from. That's where David and I write and edit each and every single day, as well as all of our un- other friendly Star Wars outlets. And remember, cite your sources. It is very important to give credit where credit is due. Now, we've got a fun game to get into, but we'll get into that after the break. You're listening to Reckless Rebellion. This resistance. Welcome in, welcome on, and welcome to the Direct Podcast brought to you by thedirect.com. My name is Matt Rimke. And I'm David Thompson. And this is the podcast where you will find everything you need to know about the universes you love. Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and pretty much any other movie or TV fandom you can think of, we're going to sit down in front of microphones and talk about it. Keeping you up to date with the top headlines, reviewing the latest movies and series, and having some fun with fantasy drafts, brackets, and debates about your favorite franchises, characters, and moments. And we will be joined by guests ranging from stars on the screen, behind the camera, and some of the biggest fandom experts across the internet. We will be dropping new episodes once a week and reviewing new shows and movies the day they release. Everything you need to know about the universes you love, only on The Direct Podcast. And we're back, and it is time for... I'm the one that gets to do it this time, so I'm going to remember. 
the flagship topic take that thomas that's for you when you're editing on today's <laughs> flagship topic the meat and potatoes of the episode why you are all here this is a super secret i have it titled in the document Klein's super secret game david thomas and jack have no idea what is a, what this is david's the only one here so it's the only one it really matters to but david is a little game i like to call this or that Mm -hmm. basically how this is going to work we've been talking about it a little bit this episode it is barbenheimer weekend it is happening it is here so what i have for you is a list of actors and Ooh. well not characters but actors from each of the movie i have created <laughs> matchups how this is going to work is we're going to go through one by one and pick who from barbie and who from oppenheimer we would like in a Star Wars film. Not the same Star Wars film, a mm. Star Wars film. Who mm. from these two films would we like to join the Star Wars universe? The matchups are set up very, very with intention. So you get to pick one or the other, Barbie or Oppenheimer. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. And that's a lot of awesome. fun. Awesome. 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 <laughs> also, now that I've talked about the game, I cannot wait for you to see the graphic I've made for this show because it is, <laughs> it, it looks good. I can't wait for everyone to see it. But, oh, I can't wait. Okay. So we'll get this started with the big one, just so we have an easy example. And I feel like I might know okay. your answer. Greta Gerwig or Christopher Nolan? Nolan. This or that. Nolan is your pet. Okay, because you said new ideas earlier in the podcast, so I wasn't 100% sure where you would want to go. I think Nolan is the answer that makes the most sense. Yeah, I like Greta Gerwig doing anything sounds great. But for, God, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's great. Um, and so exactly, for point proven. For Star Wars, though, I would love to see Nolan's take on the universe. You know, I would love to see how he would want things to up just just look cinematography. No CGI, hundred percent no CGI. Star Wars, like film. how? But I want to see that though, right? Like, there's He'd something about it, like Death Star. Just imagine it's like in the like the underbelly of Coruscant or something, you know? And they and he's telling this like very specific story. I don't know. There's something that could be like really amazing there he i don't think he'd ever do it even though he no he didn't he he didn't say no when he was asked recently um about i think there's uh, other franchise like i think bond actually is the would be the big one for him i think that's the thing that he actually yeah. wants to do when it comes to franchises but he's, he's done it he's it's not like that's the one feather he's missing in his cap he did the batman no. stuff he nailed it oh, so why would exactly. he ever want to go back right because nothing's going to beat the dark knight no but i don't I think i I yeah. actually do believe that we will see a Nolan Bond maybe sooner than later because that was the one quote that like is going around is of the franchises. That's the thing that he'd be like honored to do. But yeah, a Nolan. I don't Star see Wars him working insane. with. Oh my god! It it, it would be the biggest headline. <laughs> be unbelievable. Oh yeah. oh yeah. But I will say I I don't see him working with Disney. You know, I just don't. That doesn't no. really seem like a match made in heaven. I don't think they've ever worked together, and doesn't really feel that doesn't really. The, the Disney IP overlords doesn't seem to be really Nolan's cup of tea. Okay, on to the next matchup. Another headliner here. Oh. Margot Robbie or Cillian Murphy. You get to take one in a Star Wars film. I'm going to go Cillian Murphy as a villain. Really? Um, oh, yeah. I yeah, like that. I, I think, like, Margot Robbie, I don't really know... 
what the character would be for her. And but I can very clearly see a Killian Murphy Sith or general or something because he's so damn like scary and intimidating. Like he can be, but he also has layers. He's a he's a wonderful actor. He I I love him, especially in Peaky Blinders, and I'm sure in Oppenheimer. Um, when I go see it, so yeah, I'm gonna Killian Murphy, but thinking of him as a villain in that movie. My pick was going to actually be Margot Robbie because I think you said you can't see anything. You want to capture the magic of a Han Solo like scoundrel, like a traversing the like I'm thinking when I thought of her character, there's a new game coming out. Star Wars Outlaws being made by Ubisoft. That main character to me, that kind of vibe could be a Margot Robbie type. She's super charismatic. If you want to capture the magic of that original trilogy of these like fun loving really easy to fall in love with characters a margot robbie would actually make sense i don't know if she could be a jedi (laughs) i was trying to think like can i see margot robbie in a jedi robe i don't know if i can but wearing like a han solo like vest kind of scoundrel type i think could work yeah i that would be the role if if there was going to be a role for her in star wars that'd be the role so that's a great matchup i'd like to see both of those but i'm still sticking with killian murphy yeah uh, pick one yeah, I had to pick one. Now, this or that, Ryan Gosling or Florence Pugh? Ooh. Can I, I, I will just get mine out there because I've already said their name with, in connection to movies happening. Put Florence Pugh in the first Jedi movie and make her the first Jedi and just print dollars. <laughs> just print the money. <laughs> yeah, that's that I could get behind. Um. I would say Ryan Gosling, actually. Um, and the reason I would is because we haven't really seen him in anything like Star Wars before, where Florence Pugh is in the, in the MCU, um, which isn't Star Wars, but it is like this massive franchise. He you know. did do Blade Runner, but like, again, different. I think a little more nuanced than Star Wars, a little more gray than like that's the, Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's like a major franchise, you know, it was a yeah. sequel, but it's not like one of these big franchises. Um, I would, yeah, I would like to see it. It'd be more, maybe in a more serious role, but I would hope as like an, a protagonist, I don't know about force powers or not, probably not for a Ryan Gosling type. Um, but maybe so I'm not sure. Um, I love the Florence Pugh idea. I think that'd be great because yeah, she's so like great. I, I'd and even like to see going, going back Killian Murphy in that role. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, it was the first Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Now, Simu Liu or Emily Blunt? Oh, Simu Liu. Absolutely. You think so? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. He'd be hilarious. Where do you he see, be- I, this one for me of every list, everything I have lists down here. This is one of the hardest ones because I just, I don't know where I would put, I would love Simu Liu in a Star Wars movie. I just can't like. I just can't picture it. Like, I, I don't know where I would put him. Whereas Emily oh. Blunt, I think I could slot into a probably a pretty stereotypical bucket of some sort. But, like, I just cannot, for the life of me, even imagine what a Simu Liu Star Wars role would be. I'll tell you, Klan. I'm going to pitch this to you right now. Okay. Um, how I see Simu Liu is in a... We just talked about um, John Boyega. A Finn-type character, right? Okay. Someone who is pure hearted isn't really like the main character <laughs> you know like isn't really leading the show god i can't wait out wait for you to see him and barbie by the way klein i oh, love man. it everyone everyone <laughs> everyone is great everyone's great in it but i just loved him um and i saw a red carpet um clip it was basically saying i think jasmine was showing it to me earlier 
I think they asked Greta Gerwig or maybe it was Margot Robbie, which actor as Ken is most like Ken? And the answer was similarly you. So with all that in mind, I think for a Star Wars film with him, it would be as like a secondary character, someone who's like got the greater good in mind, but he has layered acting to him. We saw it in Shang-Chi. We saw the same thing, but you know, whether it's being a pilot, being maybe not a scoundrel, but being someone who's actively helping the forces with weapons in hand, you know, maybe it is tapping into some of that Shang-Chi stuff that he trained up for and martial arts and things like that. Um, I would love to see that. I think he's, he, I, the reason I pick him so quickly is because he radiates charisma and like his, his humor, his sense of humor is really like works for me. And I'd, I'd love to just like just pop that into a fun Star Wars movie. And he's another star that just like, I think Florence Pugh that you grab onto the back of now and just right. watch it rise. Like you buy in, you think, will he be able to open a Star Wars film with his name on the poster? And maybe now, maybe not, but in five years, definitely right like he's just right. he's going to have this huge huge i think that's what marvel studios did right like they well, let's pick this relative unknown from this canadian sitcom that people love yeah. and put him into a marvel movie and people loved it um the dragons and all but yeah <laughs> on to the next one here we're gonna i'm gonna shuffle around the order a little bit so we can have some bigger names towards the end as well okay connor swindle or dane DeHaan. do you know who connor swindle is which, this is, yeah, which one? He is from Sex Education. He is the uh, the dean's son in Sex Education. He's got a very long, oh, very mopey yeah, kind I know. of face. Or Dane Barbie, DeHaan, yeah. everyone's yeah. favorite Green Goblin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is quite the matchup here. <laughs> I'm gonna go Dane DeHaan. Um, Me and too. I. I, I I could see him as some imperial prick, you know. I could totally see him as it's like some, which is kind of funny because I'm almost imagining his performance in the, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, which isn't like the best in the world, but just the best just, in the world. Those are kind words. Isn't great, but let's kind of dial it back twenty percent. And that scene in the boardroom when he's kind of running Oscorp and just being a dick. I like that young prick energy in that film. And if that translated like a, a general to, Hux almost kind a of a general vibe. Hux that almost seems more sure of himself and cocky, yeah. you know, general Hux, I feel like always felt very like, I don't know the word is like un- almost uncomfortable in his own skin, like unsure of himself. General Hux to me always gave off the vibe of like, how did you get here? Whose uncle did you know? Because like, you are <laughs> yeah. not, you do not have the self, like the self-confidence, the, personality the we talk about charisma like this is a political game i have no idea how you even got here yeah it was almost like he just like scored so well in like general school or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) okay good dane dehan's now in uh star wars cool okay now another another sex education star nikuti gatwa also known as the new doctor who or okay david desmelshin we know from the mcu polka dot man in the suicide squad yeah very freaky guy just a just a weirdo um, i love him I, yeah. he's, oh, he's yeah. totally my pick he's great okay. i like him a lot as that really uh twitchy guy in like the dark knight or whatever yes. movie he's in yeah oh my god I'm, i'll never forget that performance he's like smiling I remember... yeah oh yeah weirdo. he's so creepy I, i'd love to see him in that kind of a role like, i could just see him i i would totally see him um 
what the, I'm blanking in the last Jedi, the, uh, with the horses, um, what's the casino? Oh, uh, the Benicio del Toro, the, <laughs> that guy, that imagine guy if he was that breaker. guy, the code breaker. I want him in yeah. one of those like twitchy, nervous kind of roles where you're like, not sure, you know, you have no idea with this guy. It's like unnerving. Spice dealer. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would like to see him in that kind of a role for sure. Now this is, here's a couple of big names for you, David. Okay. Helen Mirren or Robert Downey Jr. Oh, RDJ, baby. That that sucks because Helen Mirren. I'll just say right now, I can't see, I just can't, I I can't see Robert Downey Jr. Star Wars film. Really? Yeah. His personality to me seems so not, like, it's so tied up in Tony Stark in my brain. So maybe he could surprise me, I guess. But mm-hmm. like so much more comic booky than what I would like from Star Wars. I wonder if Oppenheimer will change that for you. Because seemingly maybe, in that probably. movie, he's playing that character. He's not playing the Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark thing, you know? Um, which is, that, that is a great point. Helen Mirren is awesome. I love Helen Mirren. Oh my gosh, she's I great. I think as, she'd be a really good... and. <laughs> I mean, this is, I'm saying this in the same year that Shazam 2 came out. I think she would be a really good Star Wars villain. It's uh, Shazam 2, I think, definitely turned me off from the idea of that. You know, it's like there, it, it, it would feel kind of like a repeat of it. And that's so unfortunate. Like, I'm almost upset that I even saw that movie because if that were to happen, it'd be like, eh, I'm already... I still haven't. <laughs> good. Stay <laughs> off, DC fan, Kleinfeld. I still have um, not seen Black Adam, Shazam 2, or The Flash. So the DCEU is done for you. That's nice. I'm glad. I'm I don't glad know if it's done for me. Ahead. I've had intentions to see every one of these movies. Black Adam, I had got COVID, missed the first week, and was just like, I, man, I don't need to. And then Shazam 2, I, I don't know what happened there. And then The Flash, I literally can't. I was away for two weeks, came back, and there's no showings. It's gone. <laughs> the Flash. I actually enjoyed The Flash. That, that movie is definitely the best of those three, in my opinion. Um, I think I will, too. Robert Downey Jr., look, where he goes, geez, it's a hard question. Like, I th- I don't I don't necessarily see him in, like, a leading role in a Star Wars movie. I would love to see that. I just don't see that really being the vision for a Star Wars film. I think it'd be cool if he was in, like, the Jude Law um, role in Skeleton Ooh, Crew. Yeah. That'd yeah. be kind of interesting. That'd be the kind of role, because I'm kind of imagining he makes a great master, right? Look at Iron Man and Spider-Man. Like, he already... I think he works well with a Padawan and I would like to see that in some form or fashion. I think maybe pitching it is like Robert Downey Jr. as a Jedi master in like the high Republic era or something where it's something we don't really know, but it's when it's like, I could see him being a very like sleek and cool Jedi when the Jedi were really at their top, you know, and being like super arrogant in that. Maybe that's his downfall or something. It'd be cool. Um, So I, yes, I could see it and that'd be, I, I would probably want him as like a Jedi master. Now we have a couple more of these. I'll throw another one out there. Emma Mackey, another sex yeah. education star, or Jack <laughs> Quaid from The Boys, also the voice of Superman currently. Yes, I love Jack Quaid. He's great. Um, I'll go Jack Quaid, I think. I like Emma Mackey, though. They both are. This is a good matchup because they are kind of similar. Not similar, but. I think they are on a very similar equal... level right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I might go Emma Mackey now I'm thinking about because Jack Quaid, you kind of could see what Jack Quaid does, right? And it wouldn't be anything crazy. <laughs> it wouldn't be anything. It wouldn't be anything. But what he does, he does well. Exactly. And he would do it. But I kind of would like to see Emma Mackey. And I could totally see her doing it as well. I think she'd be cool as like a villain, badass. One of these like, uh, what was it? Reva? Reva in. Um, oh, like the Inquisitors? Yeah, like an Inquisitor yeah. style thing. I think she could do that really well. I think she could do that whole like menacing, scary, but actually has some depth to her. Um, so yeah, I'll go Emma Mackey. Now, the second to last one, the matchup of <laughs> comedic geniuses in my mind. Here we go. Issa Rae, who you may know okay. as Spider-Woman in Cross the Spider-Verse. Versus Josh Peck of Drake and Josh fame. <laughs> I, I gotta I, go. I had to get both both of them in there. So Josh Peck. I, um, that's fun. That's very Issa Rae. I really enjoy it. She's. I think she is the president Barbie in the Barbie movie. Um, she is. Yes. She's great. Great smile. Just lights up a room. Who isn't um, great in this Barbie movie? God damn it! There's everyone's amazing. Everyone is amazing in the Barbie movie. I can confirm that. No even one was miscast, even Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell in it. And it's I can't great. wait. I can't it's, wait. I laugh yeah. so hard watching the trailer every time he goes, if we if this could mean catastrophic things for our world. And it's just freaking yeah. out. It's 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 that times like a million in the actual movie. That whole thing awesome. with Will Yeah, anyway. Um not on the not on the thing, Will Ferrell. Um, I couldn't find yeah. a good Oppenheimer comparison. Like I, I started running out of Oppen. I'm surprised. Not- I started running out of Oppenheimer names, and I'm like, do I put Will Ferrell up against the diver wimpy kid guy that's in Oppenheimer? I didn't want to do that. Roderick, so- yeah. No, maybe not. Um, if they weren't in the same movie, I think that kid versus Josh Peck would be interesting. I'm gonna go Josh Peck because Drake and Josh is my favorite show growing up. I like how Josh Peck is in Oppenheimer in a serious role. Um, what would he be in Star Wars? A stormtrooper that gets blasted in the face? I don't know. <laughs> a droid? Like I could maybe see him doing the whole yeah. like BB Waller Bridger thing, like that sort right. of thing. Uh, that idea, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I don't that's know. Kind of where I'm, my I'm... mind went with Issa Rae as well. Is I think that that's where you put comedians true. in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true, and it's interesting. Like. Issa Rae, it's a comedic role in Barbie, obviously. Like, everyone, you have to have some sort of, like, comedic tone to you. By the way, Kingsley Benadir, shout out to him um, in the Barbie movie. Uh, oh, I so it was... the, uh, never mind. I thought that was the second to last one. We do have a Kingsley Benadir matchup oh, okay. that we'll get to after this. I'll one. save it yeah. then. But, like, wild seeing him in that and in Secret Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> like, wild. Um, but I loved, I loved that. Um, yeah, Josh Peck. I don't know who. Droid's a cool idea. Now, the second to last one. And then we will okay. do a final bonus round of, I think, kind of cameos in both of their movies. But they're they're just kind of lower build big names. And we'll end it on that. Yeah. Kingsley Benadir or Rami Malek. This, to me, is my villain matchup. Ooh. I'm going to go Rami Malek. Um, God dang. Yeah. I, I know. I like Kingsley Benadir. He's really Freddie good. Freddie Mercury or Bob Marley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. And uh, I'm going Freddie Mercury. I, he's really good in the uh, No Time to Die James Bond movie. I think yeah. he plays a villain really, really well. I think he could have been better. Is like that's the only thing. Is he was really good, but to me, when they 
when that idea came up, when that variety report or whatever, I was like, yes, like, yeah, like this is perfect. And I wanted a bit more. I wanted like, hmm. didn't get enough of him. I felt like. So are you going with Kingsley? I don't know because I think Kingsley and actually Rami Malek are more similar than they aren't. Um, I do think Rami has like a bit, he's got a bit more name recognition now, but I can yeah. see a world in which Kingsley is getting very similar role consideration when it comes to like the things he can do. They're both very versatile is I guess what I'm getting at. And yeah. I'd be interested to see what a Kingsley Star Wars character, I think he'd be a great villain. Um, I guess. Th- feel like he's it's i don't know it's not very controversial to say he's probably the best part of secret invasion like i like his acting i don't necessarily like the things he's doing or the, the writing yeah but i enjoy him and I, I i do feel like he's really trying and so give him better material and i something special could happen yeah yeah i but they're both good Mal. options and they're both i can see them both i can see them both being up for the same role possibly um which is a very cool thing which i don't know we can say about like a lot of these other ones maybe but um this one especially i'll go with rami um just because rami rami i don't know how you pronounce his name but he's great he he, to me always jumps off the screen when i see him on screen you know he's got this very like interesting look about him you know and he's something that's just like kind of tantalizing when you're watching him and i think that would be a fun throw into like imagine him like in star wars you can do all these creative things you have to be like a human you know style be person an alien. You could be an alien of some kind have some weird skin like thrawn. Be great when we were talking about who's gonna play thrawn and this and that i could like rami malik would have been a great thrawn a fantastic right. thrawn i'm happy yeah. we're getting what we're getting but like and there's no way that he would come in to do a disney plus series i'm just saying that right now but he would have been fantastic <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it'd be that kind of role I would see him in if there were to be one. Now the final matchup. Didn't know this person was in the Barbie film. Excited to see her there. Anne Hathaway or Matt Damon? Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway is on the Barbie cast. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Might have to go reevaluate and uh, watch the movie again. Anne Hathaway or Matt Damon in a Star Wars movie? I love Matt Damon. I think I love Anne Hathaway. I also love Matt Damon, but I know Anne Hathaway is also great. They're both the best best Catwoman. Hmm. I think Zoe Kravitz is better. I think Anne Hathaway might be. They're both really good. They're both good. Um, Shout out Michelle Pfeiffer. Anyway. Catwoman, they've been cast pretty well, I would say. I'd go Matt Damon. Um, and I think it would be a really interesting thing if he was like a pilot kind of thing. I'm thinking of The Martian. The Martian's in my head right now where he's kind of done the real, not not real, but like supposed to be kind of real space based thing. Based in where reality, it's like, yeah. Yeah, kind of more based in reality, not in a galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago. Um, but I'd like to see him in a similar role, a leadership role of some kind. Maybe it's military. But it has to do with piloting space, um, something like that. You know, I would have loved to see him in the Rogue Squadron kind of a movie, you know, where it's like this group of like, not soldiers, but group group of fighter pilots, something like that, where he's a part of that team or um, a similar role. I don't see him as a Jedi. I don't see him as a villain even, but something like that could be pretty cool. And I think for him, it would have to be in more of a 
a grounded Star Wars film. Now, I'm going to pitch you something real quick here, and we'll see, okay. we'll see what you think about it. Thomas, here's your clip for the week. Are you ready? If I had a time machine, I would cast Matt Damon, and we're doing the Star Wars prequels. It's happening. They're, we're so excited. Matt Damon would have been a killer, killer young Matt Damon, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. He would like, have been great. Like Goodwill Hunting era Matt Damon as Anakin oh. would be incredible. Was he young enough? I guess he was, right? I It'd mean, what? Around, the... It would be around that age, yeah. Like, yeah. I think he may be you... on the older side. But... Hayden seems older to, or younger than me than Matt Damon, at least right now, sitting here today. But I could I think be wrong. He is. Yeah. Yeah. But, but whatever. You can make it work. That'd yep. be great. You wouldn't rather see Leo? Leo would also be like, I've put Matt, a young Matt Damon and young Leo to me, very similar. Match made in heaven, baby. Wait, no, he definitely around the right age. That was like, ah, maybe not. Cause that was like born era. Matt Damon. Yeah. Would have been right around when the prequels were coming out. Yeah. Can when's the departed movie in the star Wars universe? That's right. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the departed was a year after revenge of the Sith came out and that's yeah. kind of, okay. You know, right. that can kind of work. Both Leo yep. and Matt Damon, they would have both been made made great Anakin's. I think they wanted to cast a no name in a certain sense. You know, I don't know if they really wanted to cast. It wasn't it was it Leo that was involved in like Spider Man or was that um, Star Wars? No, I don't remember. Gyllenhaal was involved in Spider Man. Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal had the role and turned it down. Man, what a that would have been so fascinating As, instead of Toby. And then he ended up full circle. He ended up in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And I think he was great as Mysterio, but that would have been really interesting. Yeah. Matt, God, Matt Damon as Anakin. That, that would be crazy. So that's it. That is this or that. We've decided Oppenheimer <laughs> or Barbie. We've picked the two casts. I feel like that yeah. was fun. I feel like Thomas and Jack are going to be very upset. That was a blast. Um, yeah. I feel like Thomas and Jack are going to be very upset they weren't here. If you have any thoughts, on what we just did on our little game here. Do you want to see Matt Damon in a Star Wars film? Margot Robbie, Cillian Murphy, let us know at Reckless Rebels on Twitter. And also head on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. It really helps us out. And while you're at us, while you're at it, ask us a question, leave us a comment, recommendations, and all that. We really like interacting with you, Rebels, and we'll read the reviews here on the show if they happen. Now, David. Where can everybody find you and all the wonderful work that you are doing on the interwebs? Yes, you guys can find me at David Thompson. That's with two A's on like you've Twitter. Embraced the two A's. I have. <laughs> You're living it's... it. Oh, I've embraced the two A's. It is now my trademark on social media. So yes, you want to find me at David Thompson with two A's on Twitter, on TikTok. TikTok, by the way, I'm trying to post like every day, every other day. Um, there's some cool videos on there. So please follow me over there. I'm trying to kind of build that channel Instagram as well. You can listen to me over on the direct podcast, everything you need to know about the universes you love with my co-host Matt Rimke right now, only for one more week, we're doing two a week, um, reviewing every episode of secret invasion. The day it comes out, uh, this Monday is a huge, huge episode recapping all of Barbenheimer, the box office of it all and re reviewing both movies. Um, which is going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be quite the undertaking. Uh, Klein, where can everyone find you and all the great work you've been doing? 
Uh, you can find me everywhere at the Kleinfeld, T-H-E-K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T. And as you mentioned, thedirect.com, where we are just infinitely busy. The Hollywood may be shutting down, but we are We're still not. working. We are <laughs> not. We are working away, working harder than ever. So yeah, go find me over there, as well as Controller Club on podcast services around the world. It is a video game podcast with me and two of my best friends from the gaming world, including one from Australia that I am meeting a week from today, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited to be in the same room for the very first time. Before we get out of here, David, do you have any recommendations for the audience? I've got one, actually. So any sports fans out there, anyone who likes the uh, NFL specifically, there's a new docuseries on Netflix called Quarterback. Uh, It follows Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. It's kind of a funny three uh, mix. They're not all the three best. One is the best. Very different like tears. and they yeah and they they say that up front and it's like it's like we've a uh, Peyton Manning's an executive producer on it it's like Omaha Productions uh is involved and he does like a little intro and basically says like it's three different quarterbacks at three different spots in their careers entirely and it's a cool concept like there's times when it, it's on in the background and when Marcus Mariota comes on I'm focusing more on work at those times yeah I'm um, doing something else like, yeah but like for instance, like you'll like this part, uh, kind of fine. They did the um, uh, for Kirk Cousins, it was that Buffalo game, that insane Bills Vikings game last year with that crazy Jefferson, like one handed catch and that crazy yep. ending. And they, they did it for like 20 minutes, and it was awesome to get the behind the scenes on that. It's this NFL film stuff I've always loved since I was a kid, like getting the back, you know, the back end inside scoop on like mic'd up and all of this and it's a really good example because clearly this is all from the previous season it's gonna a lot of time you get a lot of, you get to know about their personal lives it's, i would say if, especially as a fan patrick mahomes being at the level that he's at and getting that kind of um exposure or like insight into his life is really cool because he's like one of the greatest walking athletes you know <laughs> especially in pro football so it's cool. I'd recommend to anyone who's like interested in that kind of thing. It's it's just very well done. And I think all eight episodes are posted on Netflix now. Netflix in the last couple of years has really like kind of found this interesting corner in these kind of sports docuseries sort of things. Like quarterback, I've heard great things about. I started watching because my dad watched it was like, you need to watch this. I've never had any interest in it before at all. And I watched the F1 series on Netflix and have kept up with it. And it is like, I'm in like, it's, I I don't watch the races ever, but the show it's, it's the soap opera and I love it. Like it's, they do such a good job of like giving you that behind the scenes and like getting you talking to people that you would think, why the heck are these people giving them access? Like, why are they letting the Netflix cameras come in behind the, in the locker room, in the pit or whatever. And it's, it's crazy that, um, that they've really like, found this corner that for a long time it was kind of just like hbo and espn like that's kind of it you had the 30 for 30s and and that sort yeah. of thing but shout just out more of that kind of stuff is awesome i love that whether yeah. it's sports music all the behind the scenes stuff is just like so cool documentaries me, i just love yeah oh yeah for me um well i started the avatar the last airbender i mentioned that earlier that's really good i am 11 episodes in i think and it's just Exciting. I've been having it on as I've been watching it. There's been it's definitely a kids show, but there have been moments where I am yeah. just like, let's go, like this is awesome, <laughs> um, where the music yeah. swells and all that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. 
Mission Impossible is really good. Go see that. That's still in theaters. <laughs> yeah, it is still in theaters. I don't know. Just I... like go watch. There, go see, go to the movies. Like we've yeah. talked about it. Walk all into a theater. This is like we've seen the decline of box office for a number of years now. It, the pandemic had a huge impact and all that. Like this is a moment in history that's happening this weekend and it will likely not happen again. Like this is just kind of happening and it's super exciting. So yeah, go see a movie, go, whether it's Oppenheimer, Barbie mission possible, like you're going to have a good time right now. There are probably a higher per capita, like average quality movies than like ever right. before. Yeah. <laughs> All at it, once it, in the theaters. It's crazy. Yeah. Go check it out. I agree, man. Just go out to a theater, have a good time, like pick, pick something to go watch and it'll be awesome. Ruby Gilman, the teenage mermaid. <laughs> so it's droids we have reached the end of the episode remember the force is your ally and a powerful ally it is we have spoken get some twin sunlight stay hydrated thomas and jack will be back next week this was podcasting yippee But in all seriousness, who is Baby Yoda's mom? <laughs> Familiar with? I saw a tweet wait. today from someone that I like. I they're very hard on films, and I respect their opinion a lot. And yeah. it was just one of those tweets, those threads going around. It's like name a perfect movie, and they responded with Oppenheimer. Wow, <laughs> I I, I have like, oh. heard Klein, <laughs> okay. I have heard this is Nolan's social network. Whatever the hell that means. <sighs> That's the and magic. Like, That's the magic words. Right I know. There. I know. And I'm like, that's that you can't just say that lightly, dude. Like you can't no. just say that lightly. I, I, I hope it is God. If that, if it actually is, I, I'm going to, I'm going alone tonight. Buzzing. I'm going by myself for oh my God. showing. Uh, I'd be busy though. Right. You think so? Yeah. It, it will, especially because it's only playing in one theater here and because it's premium, it's only in the premium large format screen, but mission Impossible oh. is still out here. And yeah. so the theaters are like, why would we play an R rated movie all day right. so yeah. it's one they have one showtime a day oh, for Oppenheimer. Wow. so it's like Holy, 6 p.m yeah. or bust <laughs> that's crazy yeah i looked at the like seating chart for the one we're going to tomorrow and it's completely full but a yeah. lot of them are um i do like these anyway. little when i go to the movies by myself i do these little things where like i will buy the seat one in from the aisle okay so yeah. that i almost always have one extra seat beside me yeah because yeah, i hate yeah, yeah. like I, if i'm there by myself i don't want to be sitting right up next to someone else and <laughs> i usually have like a bag with me or something so like i put my shit in the other seat <laughs> I'm and the seat i have the seat i have tonight i have there's no one in the seat beside me yeah uh, towards the aisle and no one on the seat beside me on the other side there's like a big Perfect. group of people one seat me and then another seat so i'll have my space nice right in the middle of the theater but yeah i can't wait it was weird during indiana jones that was reminded me of that it packed theater pretty much but there wasn't there wasn't anyone to my left jasmine's to my right and this guy like swear to god like an hour and a half into the movie appears out of nowhere and just sits in the seat with a beer and like reclines <laughs> like what is this guy doing like did he actually just walk into this movie and like find a seat that was so that was bizarre i, I don't know if he moved seats because like why would he just sit down 
act like nothing happened and watch the last like 30 minutes of the movie. That was so strange. That's the he's, coolest he's, thing about just, the theaters down in the States was we don't serve alcohol at the movie theater here. Oh, yeah. It's a big so, thing. So like, we, when we went like, to see McCuffins. indie and it was like, Gabby was like, I can get a cocktail. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah. It's funny because um, I it's funny you said that because I literally was just saying the Jasmine as we were walking out of Barbie yesterday. I'm like, oh, we should go to like the little like AMC bar before Oppenheimer, like actually get a drink for the movie. That'd be fun. Like we have, we just haven't done that. Uh, what drink would you while. get before Oppenheimer? You have to have, like scotch on the rock, beer, or something, yeah, and, like a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. 